Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of Sleep Startle, a podcast by me, Maya Carlton. And today, we will be reading a short story called Inner Demons. Stick around to the end, and I can tell you all about the inspiration and where it came from. A cabin in the woods may elicit many different types of feelings. It is possible a feeling of joy and love for the wooden area may come to mind, with memories of childhood days spent at the family lodge, although a more popular assumption is one of fear, with an homage to the cult classic horror flicks. Many stories begin with mystery and intrigue, a long-told tale of a cabin on Pyramid Lake, of a witch who drowned her babies because they were deformed. Many in the greater Tahoe Basin have heard this story, and as with all great things, it was capitalized upon. Cheap thrills fuel the haunted house industry, and Pyramid Lake was the perfect place to put one. A structure already stood on the edges of the shore, transformed into a kitschy nightmare of clowns and maniacs wielding chainsaws. This one house could be considered unique in the grand scheme of haunted houses, with each room requiring a coordinated escape to advance to the next section. It was managed by a large corporation, but in the dead of off-season, it was left to deteriorate till fall renovations began. Vanessa and Alejandra saw this as their opportunity. Vanessa and Alejandra had been friends since middle school, and now, returning back from college, they took it upon themselves to have another adventure. They always brought the worst out of each other, wild and unruly. They joked with each other in the most condescending ways, always taking digs at the other, always trying to get the leg up. Vanessa was competitive and determined to make it through the house of horrors before Ali. She tried her best to run ahead, to take dark corners in order to elucidate her friend. The solution was presented to her then, a small crawlspace door, most likely for characters to jump out of, but she had no shame in cheating if Alejandra didn't know. She forced the small door open, revealing a dark, dank little hole in the wall, but there was a small light peeking out to unveil another side. She crawled through, feeling cobwebs brush her face. She tried not to focus on that, but on the other side, the light at the end of the tunnel. She made her way to the light, stood up, and brushed off her knees. Before her stood a grand Victorian entryway. The sunlight leaked through stained glass embedded in the front door. It was oddly beautiful and didn't resemble any other part of the house. It hadn't been gorified and there was no horror memorabilia. It was dead silent in the room, with dust collecting on every surface. It was an undiscovered treasure amongst a grotesque display of kitschy horror. She made her way out to the door, wanting to show Alejandra what she had found. When a grey figure appeared in front of her, it developed like a Polaroid, the sun illuminating more and more of the presence before her. A woman, mouth agape, jaw completely broken open, with bones protruding through her fingertips. She wore a long, black gown and let out a terrible scream, akin to a train screeching to a halt before inevitably hitting a speeding car stopped on its tracks. Vanessa screamed too, but that was when the witch became mist and sucked up inside her. It was something out of the worst horror movie ever, the special effects would be laughable. Although it had happened to her, in the most cliché way possible, she was now one with the witch. 
The, the solution had been clear all along. A large painting concealing the exit needed a gentle nudge. Alejandro escaped, expecting Vanessa to be on the other side of the opening, but she was nowhere to be found. She walked through the house again, calling her nail, to no avail. It was dead silent, no birds chirping, no mice rustling, just Alejandro's footfalls echoing through the rooms. Anger was the first emotion she felt when emerging from the house for the second time. Vanessa had left her stranded in the woods. How typical of her, she thought. She decided to call Vanessa's boyfriend, Justin, to see if she had gone to his house. Luckily, there was just enough service to make the call out. Justin, did Nessa go to your house? She ditched me out here at Pyramid. Like, I'm pissed. Put her on the phone. Alejandro jeered. There was a long pause before Justin spoke. It made Alejandro's head want to explode. She was a train leaving station with the next stop being a full-on meltdown. Ali, she isn't here. I haven't heard from her in hours. Panic began to rise in his voice. I'm coming out there. She must be inside, or lost in the woods somewhere. Stay put. I'll be there in thirty. His voice was certainly panicked, and a wrestling could be heard as he made his way to the car. Justin drove as fast as possible to the entrance to the Pyramid Lake hiking trail, and once parked, ran in a sprint all the way to the old cabin sitting upon the shores. He found Alejandra sitting on a rock, wildly texting and calling and shouting to no avail. Justin saw a flash of bright red clothing as he passed one of the windows of the house. He acted too quickly for Alejandra to help. She just stared as he ripped open the sealed window and pulled out a familiar silhouette. Vanessa was quiet for a millisecond as she exited the house, but when, but then began to scream, mercilessly. It was a jumble of words and crying, an incoherent mess, incapable of soothing. Justin began to understand some of the words. The witch is inside me. The witch is inside me. She's controlling my thoughts. Make it stop. Make it stop. But it doesn't stop. She continued to scream. Justin held her tight. Alejandra was just about to call 911. She was clearly having a psychotic break, and then it all stopped. She pulled herself together and looked at them, dumbfounded, as if they were the ones freaking out and not her. What are you guys looking at? Let's go home. I'll drive. We can pick up food on the way. She cooed. Justin and Ali were shocked, completely bewildered by the situation, but silently knew it was better to not talk about it for the time being. The sun was setting, an orange glow cascaded over the dewy landscape. They walked back to the car, Vanessa passing a puddle, staring into its gloomy depths to reveal a shadow figure, a dark, amorphous mass, a witch. Headlights veer so slightly to illuminate the large evergreen pines lining the small highway, then return back to their original position. Vanessa was driving Alejandra and Justin home, her mind working like molasses as she contemplated her next decision. She heard the black devoid voice speak up then. It would be just so easy to drive off the road, then your mind can be at peace, and you could bring them with you, it cooed. She enjoyed the idea of peace, and once again the headlights veered towards the forest above. Justin and Alejandra looked it to each other, fear in both their eyes, but staying silent for the time being. Do it, Vanessa. They'll be happier that way. Do it. The voice was there again. She listened this time, yanking the wheel sharply to the right, hitting the rough asphalt and flipping the small sedan, narrowly missing a large white pine tree, coming to a halt twenty feet off the road.
Nessa, you almost killed us. You tried to kill us. Now you're trying to act like some otherworldly power made you do it. There's no witch inside you, Vanessa. You're mentally fucking ill. Get some help. Justin yelled as he got in the Uber. He shut the door, shutting Vanessa out of his life, never wanting to see or hear her ever again. A cabin in the woods may elicit many types of feelings, but the true horror is found within your own head. There is an inner monologue controlling every thought, feeling, and emotion. She lives inside, waiting to be let out, to be free, to cause destruction in the wake of your ever-longing love. There is no great tragedy without the failure of the heart and success of inner demons. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that one. That was indeed one of my dreams, and it did happen very similar to that. Um, there were some more plot points in the dream that I just couldn't fully rope into this storyline, like a boat and other things. But I did base it in Pyramid Lake, which is in Tahoe. Well, it's above Tahoe, but it connects to Tahoe. And growing up, there was always this lore that the Native American women that lived at Pyramid Lake would drown their deformed babies. And so if you went in Lake Tahoe at night, then the babies would drag you under. And so the the lore of the water babies was too great for me to pass up and add to the story. So I do hope you enjoy it. Um, I think that we all let our inner demons influence us sometimes. And for me, recently, my inner demons have been getting the best of me. And I wish they weren't, and I'm trying to work on myself. So, if you see me painting or doing this podcast, stop in and say hello. I could really use it. Thanks for listening. See you next time.